Good afternoon. You're listening to the Airbender Showbender, where me and the girls recap and react to the animated series Avatar The Last Airbender. Hello. Hello, and welcome back to the Airbender Showbender podcast. And we are react, reacting to Avatar The Last Airbender episodes. My name is Adriana Thomas. <laughs> My name is Julie Hutchins. And I'm Jennifer Zoof. Yeah, so um, we just watched the episodes two and three. Or no, three and four, excuse me, getting my episodes mixed up. We just watched episodes three and four, so we'll do a quick recap of those, and then we'll get, we'll dive right into the reactions. So first off, before we get into anything um, too heavy, just if you have never watched Avatar The Last Airbender before, stop listening right now and go watch it, because we are about to get into some serious spoilers, and we would hate to ruin that for you. So... Without further ado, episode three, um, let's see. Let's see if I can remember this. We just watched this. Um, but in episode three, we, Aang, take Sokka and Katara to the, I think it's the Northern Air Temple, so that they can go see where Aang grew up. And even though it's been 100 years, Aang is convinced that there are still airbenders at the Air Temple. Much to his dismay, however, when they arrive, it is completely empty. Um, he's showing Sokka and Katara around where he used to play air ball, and, and he's having all of these memories, and he comes across a statue of his teacher, whom he was very, very fond of, and his name was, help me out, you guys, it started with a G. Gyatso. Gyatso, yeah, his name was Gyatso, and um, Gyatso, not Shiatsu, whatever, man. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting... All of the eots mixed up. But anyways, um, yeah, so they're there. And um, eventually, you know, Aang is going through memory lane. And then he recalls that there is a special room where there are, there's someone who he's supposed to meet that will help him through his journey as the Avatar. So they, he takes him to that special room and he opens it with this cool airbending sequence. and the door opens and it is a room of avatar statues and he feel he said he mentioned something like i feel connected to these people even though i don't know them and he comes up to the last avatar who was avatar roku fire nation woo -woo. and he no one told him what his name was he just knew because those are actually avatar ang's past lives all housed in that room Fast forward a little bit uh, further on, they come across a lemur, his and they name him Momo. Um, and as they are chasing Momo the lemur, Aang discovers, or I guess he comes across a room of Fire Nation uniforms strewn about the floor, and there's Gyatso skeleton, Gyatso's skeleton um, at the end of the room, and so you know, he, he says he realizes that there's nothing left there at the Northern Air Temple for him. And so they get ready to go. Meanwhile, um, oh, he goes into the Avatar state, actually. That's a big deal. I, don't, I can't believe I almost left that out. But he goes into the Avatar state and um, he's super, super angry because seeing Gyatso like that moved him. 
and T Katara ends up talking him down, calming him down, and she says to him that they are his family now, and that calms him down. Um, meanwhile, Zuko, Prince Zuko, and um, Uncle Iroh dock their ship at a Fire Nation island somewhere, and another Fire Nation general um, approaches them, finds out, long story short, that the Avatar is still alive, and because the Avatar is hot boo-boo. He tries to usurp Prince Zuko's mission. They have an Agni Kai, which is basically a firebending duel. And Zuko actually is victorious. And yeah, that, that's pretty much. Now we have, what was his name? General Chow. General Chow. Thank you, Julie. On it with the names. Um, he... He makes it his mission to find the Avatar as well. So now Zuko has some competition. And we see for the very first time, any good. If there is any good in Zuko, we see it today in this episode. So that was episode two. Okay, yeah. And then episode three was the Kiyoshi Warriors episode where they land on Kiyoshi Island. They, uh, Aang rides an elephant koi. Um, and they discover the Unagi, which is this giant snake serpent like thing. It's very, very dangerous and it shoots water, it's up, shoots water out of its mouth. That is an important detail. Um, but when they are done messing with the fish in Kiyoshi Island, they come across the Kiyoshi warriors. The Kiyoshi warriors ambush them, tie them up, and they take them into their village and they interrogate them because they believe that they are Fire Nation. Um, spies. And Aang is like, no, I'm the Avatar. He airbends. We meet Foaming Mouth Guy, who is just amazing and awesome. Um, and we could talk about him in a minute. And uh, <laughs> um, Sokka, to Sokka's dismay, the Kiyoshi, <laughs> to Sokka's dismay, the Kiyoshi warriors are women. And he is so mad that he was beat by women and it becomes this whole thing. It's like the whole B storyline of the episode is Sokka coming to terms with being beat by women. Um, he eventually takes lessons, fighting lessons from these women. And at the end, Suki and Sokka sort of share a moment. Suki is one of the Kiyoshi warriors. Um, she kisses Sokka on the cheek right before they leave. Um, it gets... Word gets to Zuko that Avatar Aang is on Kiyoshi Island, so the Fire Nation, I guess everything's like 20 minutes away in, in this world, but the Fire Nation just, you know, books it on the ship and they go to the Kiyoshi Island. Zuko gets off the boat. He's like, yo, where's Avatar? They burn a bunch of things and eventually Avatar comes out and, or Aang comes out and fights. Uh, they realize that the best thing they could do for Kiyoshi Island at the moment is to leave so that the Fire Nation will leave the island. But before they do, Aang jumps back into the water, provokes the Unagi, and gets it somehow, just rides that thing and gets it to shoot water at the island and put out all the fire. And all while this is happening, Aang is getting a big head for being the Avatar. You've got the classic, like, uh, your big fish in a small pond sort of storyline where everyone recognizes him as the avatar and they treat him like a king and he's got fangirls and everything. And then of course, at the end of the episode, he's like, 
he has a come to Jesus moment where he's like, oh, I guess I'm not hot, boo-boo. I'm just a guy. And uh, yeah, that I think sums up both of the episodes. You guys chime in. I just talked a bunch. So feel free to call me out if I left anything out. Mm, the only thing was it's the Southern Air Temple. They go to the Northern one later on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because North or Katara and Sokka <coughs> are both Southern Water Tribe. Gotcha. Cool. So reactions. Reactions. Do you go first, Jennifer Zoof? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I felt like these two episodes were hella intense, mega intense, um, in a good way. It was. Um, there was a lot that happened and uh, I couldn't, like, I was like dying to know what would happen next. Um, very engaged. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know how to verbalize it. It was just, I think I'll, I'll say this. I, I was saying this with you guys earlier before we um, watched the show and we were talking. Um, there's something so cool about the avatar and like um, the waterbender girl um, and I always forget her name because I'm still new. I'm a newcomer. <laughs> Katara. <laughs> Katara. Um, but I just think it's so cool that they have these superpowers that it kind of inspires me to find my own superpower as a person. Um, and like, you know, like you mentioned in your summary, um, when they got to the air temple, um, he did this whole like air trick in order to open the doors because um, Saki tried to open it first and he couldn't. And it had to be opened the special way um, with the airbender. So yeah. So Aang did this like really cool trick and it was just, I love watching him do all kinds of tricks that's kind of like one of the main things that makes this show amazing um and uh i don't know i just started like in my daily life after last week of watching these shows i was like okay how can i in my daily life be my own you know avatar <laughs> so um i totally yeah. have the same reaction i totally understand that yeah but this one, like, this one's really emotional. Um, I'm, I'm going to say the third, and I'm jumping around, but, like, something just came to me. Like, the third episode, like, the, fir the, the first one we watched tonight, um, that one is, like, kind of, it's emotional because this is the first, this is when, like, Aang discovers for the first time, oh, man, like, his whole airbender all his people were murdered by the firebenders and it was really like hard to watch i felt for him man i felt for him and um the fourth episode was cool because that island looked dope i'm not gonna lie they treated them so well they gave him like a thanksgiving feast saki got himself a girlfriend at the end i mean <laughs> I mean, they, you know, the Fire Nation may have come in and, like, obliterated that city a little <laughs> bit. But no one died. It didn't seem like anyone died. And then at the end, Aang, like, saved the day. And he was like, 
no, they can't see what happens. Cause he said that thing. He's like, see what happens. Like, um, the whole, like anywhere I go, like, or I don't, I don't remember what he said exactly, but like the, the fire nation went and destroyed this place because of me. And he wanted to make things right. And Katara was like, no, we've got to go. And they left on their big flying dog. <laughs> um, they're, they're giant dog bison. bison sky bison which sky bison i have to say i really want sky bison to be my pet like if sky bison could be a, a domesticated animal that we all could have i would love to have sky bison yeah she's kind of amazing and paint us an arrow on pet. <laughs> that's like the grinch <laughs> and then just like don't throw it but <laughs> don't throw the dog <laughs> just hold him up in the air <laughs> when you teach it tricks and you're trying to teach it how to fly and you get a little frustrated just don't like throw it off like a giant cliff or something <laughs> expecting <laughs> All right, that's tinkering on animal abuse. We want to go there. But anyway, back to the show. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. I love the episodes. They were so good. And I noticed, I remember um, you guys talking about the character development of the antagonist, Zuko. And it was really cool, like you mentioned that earlier, to see a little bit of that in this in these two episodes where well the first one really the third right was it the third one where they got in that fight or it was the second one it was the second one right the or the fourth episode yeah yeah, yeah. he yeah you could kind of see in him like wait he's just trying to be a good firebender for his people and honor his dad and his uncle which was like okay that's really nice like you're not a bad person, maybe. But he still wants to capture the Avatar, so. And he's still uptight as heck, too. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's real. Ready he's the real rhinos. Upside. I love yeah. how he says that. Ready the rhinos. Like, everything he says <laughs> is so, like. <laughs> like he's going to eat that later. Who's <laughs> <laughs> saving it for later? <laughs> like, he is so angsty it's just like <laughs> he's a fireball of angst and i feel like when, <laughs> like izuko's angry like his scarred eye is like barely open like his eyes are just always slits but his scarred eye is like barely an eyeball and, um it's just like yeah he clearly is not seeing like straight at this point and um yeah that was deep yeah, yeah, the third episode that we watched tonight, it it was pretty deep. I mean, it went straight into talking about reincarnation and I think that like it's almost like his first lesson as the avatar because coming out of the ice he it's really just instinctual, just wants to play like you know, kind of remembering he's a kid and just, like, his battle with Zuko, it really did feel like he's just, like, you know, like, this is just a game that we play. We outsmart and outwit, like, um, our opponents and kind of escape uh, um, and evade or whatever. 
and that was just fun and he was ready to go on to the next um adventure but when he finds his caretaker Gyatso um in the the chamber his found he finds a skeleton it's like a really big lesson I think and in, in death and um that's when he reaches his first avatar state I guess no he went avatar state earlier but um it's clearly triggered by like deep emotions and it it's uncontrollable state at this point and um the Ankatara dynamic I I feel like I I'm so confused on like right now like is Katara his mom <laughs> is she his girlfriend I there's know totally some mom, mom vibes totally mom vibes a little bit yeah this the the Kyoshi Island episode like she's a total mom like she's fixing their clothes she's getting their food she's trying to nag at him for being irresponsible and but yeah he he calls her out on her maybe being jealous but honestly Aang is just being uh really um what's the word I'm looking for pompous and short-sighted for sure because he can't see past Kiyoshi he's just like "Mm, let's just stay it feels good be here got all these people that love me and feed me um but yeah a Katara she doesn't really lose sight of what they're doing which I think is cool and Sokka again you know he's He's a bit more challenging um, at first when he addresses the Kyoshi warriors, very demeaning and kind of undermining their skills as women. And But eventually he turns around, so it's just like you got to give it to him for admitting his faults and, again, just kind of stepping into this role of, like, really wanting to be a warrior and see that part of his destiny out to to no matter the ends even if it means putting on makeup and wearing a dress and yeah he and Suki they have a little at the end (laughs) it was was more just like it's just like one (laughs) it was just one but it was so sweet it it was It, it definitely was really sweet and um I just, I love how Avatar um, just goes into the kind of like more complex subjects of our, um, you know, it just relates to our society right now and how we view women. And again, like the whole death and reincarnation um, narrative comes out pretty strong. That scene um in the air temple it's like one of my favorite scenes when he sees all the avatar statues um yeah pretty cool place and yeah i think i think that's basically it on my end recapping yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
I I really love these two episodes. I God, so it's like not even important that we even mention this guy, but like foaming at the mouth guy. Like if I could have him win the episode, I would. Like he uh, I don't know, just uh, I agree. I've never I mean I laugh so hard whenever I see that guy. I don't know what it is though. I think part of me feels like I am that guy at some points, you know? Like if we really did have the avatar show up, I might be him. <laughs> Guys, I have to admit, I think I sadly missed I somehow missed the foaming at the mouth guy. I'm that oblivious. Girl, I miss, okay. <laughs> I, when we're done with this, I know you said you got to go to bed, but I'm going to find that. Maybe I vaguely remember, but yeah. When was it exactly? What happened? If you don't mind. Aang did like his little marble trick for the Kyoshi people <laughs> after, after he showed them that he was an airbender. He was like, wow, what about this? And like, yeah, yeah. There's a guy who's just like, whoa! <laughs> I can't describe it to you. This is just this is a moment that you need to see. We're gonna do that. <clears throat> but <laughs> I really like these two episodes a lot because um, if you guys will, I don't know, humor me getting into a, a little bit of a yoga nerd type dealio, but just like there were so many references. What is it in episode? Oh gosh, I'll just talk as the words come to me because I can't like pinpoint it immediately. But like in, I think it was the second episode. Yeah, the Kyoshi Warriors episode where, uh, you know, Zuko's meditating and he's like, oh, you know, yeah. breathing in and the fire gets a little bit, or he breathes in and the fire gets a little bit smaller and then he breathes out and it gets a little bit bigger because their life force is fire. And I just thought that that was just a really beautiful moment, you know, and it was right before a comic relief moment where Iroh's like, promise not to get mad. And Zuko's like, I will not get mad. And then of course he just like blows up and nearly burns the room down. But um, yeah, oh, and when Avatar Aang, whenever he goes into the Avatar state, um, it's when his body senses any amount of stress. And I thought that that was really, really cool because it's not, it doesn't always have to be physical stress. Like when he was frozen in the ice, that was because he needed to save his own life. But when he saw his mentor's skeleton, he's, his life was not in danger, yet his body felt just as vulnerable. And so to me, that was sort of just like, uh, just tying in the whole like sympathetic nervous system and the stress response thing. And, you know, like you train yourself through yoga to breathe through stress because your body at the end of the day, doesn't really know the difference between psychological stress and physical stress. And so when you train yourself to breathe through these stressful situations um, in yoga, which is just maybe like a difficult pose, you're training yourself to breathe through other types of stressful situations. And I thought that that was an amazing parallel when he is just like, he feels intense sadness and it's the exact same reaction. And then Katara has to like calm him down and bring him back into it. And without spoiling anything, it's just like that. This is a very valuable lesson for Aang as the avatar because the avatar state is an extremely important state that needs to be protected. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I love that. 
scene as well in that lesson i mean it's like i I feel like it does feel like the first real lesson because when he goes into the avatar state before you're right it's more of just like his fight or flight like like this is just happening because i'm in danger whereas in um finding gyatso it was more emotional than anything and not that he was in any physical danger and also you see he sees how much his reaction can cause harm to others too because when he comes out he apologizes for not being able to control his emotion and expression of that and um katara just cuddles him she takes him into her little nook like a little mommy girlfriend we're not sure yet at this point it's a little weird <laughs> oedipus complex a little bit and they just, they just snuggle it out and that's what you need you know that when i think but i mean that's another big lesson that's learned it's like you know you just need to know that you have support you're loved and um maybe a hug can help you return to yourself and to touch on the candlelight meditation that is a really ancient meditation technique called Tritaka where you just sit in front of a candle flame and breathe with the flicker of the flame and um you you slit your eyes so you're just half-lidded and your focus is really zeroed in on the flame and um yeah you're supposed to meditate with the the candles so i thought that was pretty cool that you mentioned that as well and yeah zuko he he's trying to regain his honor and um but even when in his battle with commander zhao you can totally tell he's just like this like little dude still like he's not fully realized yet um but he does have dignity and respect in his victory in the agni kai so he kind of establishes that in this episode and um I mean, I thought it was a total dick move to burn down Kyoshi Island, but thank God. I hated and, that. Yeah, that really hurt. That that really hurt. He just, like, rolls up on his little Fire Nation ship and clinks down the little, I don't know what that thing is called, but the steps. He just, <laughs> just <laughs> lets the levee down. They're such bullies. Fuck. Yeah, that that part is kind of infuriating, but um, you know, Aang takes care of it with the unagi, which is another lesson learned. You know, he he definitely went through some stages there, with starting with surfing the koi fish, and then being unexpectedly attacked by the unagi, and then tempting the unagi and getting getting his little. Uh, leotard butt handed to him. <laughs> Can we talk about Aang's like, um, what is it? He's just wearing a uh, tidy ready. No, <laughs> they are tidy whitey. 
<laughs> I always thought that was just such a funny choice for the monk. But um yeah. He and then he masters the Unaki in the end and uses it to to save the town. So yeah. It's always leveling up. Can we briefly talk about Uncle Iroh throwing Captain Show like like he just like put it he just what what <laughs> like he just put his hand on his foot and was just like no and like pushed him out with like his fingers do you guys know remember what I'm talking about yeah I, yeah that was I love that that needed to happen yeah that was oh just Uncle Iroh man that was- break his root. <laughs> and then he thanked him for <laughs> and then he thanked him for the tea he's like the tea was delicious thanks y'all okay so they made a grown-up joke with that ginseng tea right because you know why old men drink ginseng tea no it's an old herbal viagra uh, really <laughs> yeah like for real just for real yeah for real. It's got a lot of benefits and it's also got some things you should watch out for, but you know, this is not a podcast about ginseng tea. However, this is for, this is what I noticed. He was like, Jen, do you have ginseng? That's my favorite. And I was like, you dirty old uh. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wrote just has that have a little bit of that creepy quality about him. And I think it's just because of that pot belly. Like if he wasn't so pot bellied, maybe I wouldn't think he was so creepy. Um, but I love Uncle Iroh. He's so full of wisdom, and he uh, he genuinely cares about Zuko. Like he just does. Yeah, Iroh Iroh's a good man. Oh, and the um the moment I loved this moment. I never noticed it before, but when he's talking to the captain, and the captain is like, yeah, they're talking about um the fire lord's plans to conquer the earth nation zuko responds with if my father thinks that i this isn't an exact quote but he's like if my father thinks that the people will willingly follow him then he is a fool i was just like hold on wait a minute hold up that's some wisdom that's some iro like type level wisdom right there like don't lead by fear, lead with love. Like I, that's that's immediately what I got from that. And I was just like, wow. I don't know. Yeah. That was just like the goodness popping out. He's a- lucky he has Iroh. Yeah, he is. <sighs> Such a good show. Mm. Yeah. I'm loving all the like deep you know, metaphors and symbolism and meanings behind all this. Cause for me, I'm like a first timer. So I'm, I'm just kind of like learning and I'm in the learning stage, you know, but yeah, but like hearing you guys make all these like deep connections with the show and, and different scenes and like, well, and, and they had such topics today too. Well, today, like, (laughs) you know, it's all pre-recorded. Um, for your viewing pleasure at any time um, but like episode three you know the whole air temple thing and like the whole you know and you you both talked about it like the reincarnation topic and past lives and this is some deep stuff and like you know every everything you just said um, um, 
Adriana with Zuko and yeah like I mean this is some deep life like contemplating I'm gonna think about my life <laughs> like our past lives real is reincarnation real and looking and by the way I don't know if our listeners know but we have both we have two yogis here both Julie and Adriana are yogis and Adriana is officially a yogi as of today I hope it's okay uh, congratulations <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, pending, pending review of my final practicum, but yeah. Yeah. I would say my interest in yoga is totally, uh, like tangent or co-tangent to how, like I feel about avatar. It definitely sparks the same feels and just, I mean, you said, Jen, you were talking about how you just love watching the moves um Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite things as well and I see a lot of similarities and they did such a fine job at like trying to make those um sequences as realistic and I'm pretty sure a lot of them are like traditional um like tai chi jujitsu Qigong moves, I think, uh, probably martial arts, like, patterns and stuff. Yeah, so it definitely looked did, like influenced a bit, that for sure, yeah. Yeah, and I try to attempt them in my, my home um, occasionally. Uh, I'll do a high kick or two every once in a while. But Julie, you're, you're <laughs> channeling your inner avatar. I love it. Yeah, I, I really love to, to channel it. And okay, one thing before we go, how do you guys feel about the fans, the Kyoshi Warrior fans? I feel like they're made of metal and they hurt. Like that's all. I think they look really, really cool. (laughs) They look really cool, but I am like very unsure about their practicality overall. I'm just like, I wish the end of the fan had daggers coming out of it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Them fans look like razors to me. Like That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, it looked like a giant, like, half circle scissor to me. Like, it's about to come <laughs> at you. <laughs> Best not mess with the bitch from there. She's going to cut you. <laughs> Question, are they earthbenders or they're just people and warriors and just trying to protect their town and live their life or their earth nation so oh. they there might be benders among them but since we didn't see any benders among them it's like with katara's village she's the only bender but they're definitely water nation so gotcha. just but yeah. kiyoshi was an earth bender she was an earth bender yeah yeah oh they're the they're big you know the avatar their avatar avatar that they look looked up after and that was on fire at the end but then ang i'm saying it right yes yes you are <laughs> I'm, I'm doing better this week guys um although i realized i messed up Sokka's name earlier and called him the drink Saki. excuse me <laughs> profusely i wanted to sorry. say Saki and zuka so bad <laughs> Saki and zuka yeah all right cool so um who okay well first off 
Yeah, no. All right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just had like six <laughs> thoughts <laughs> come into my head. Story of my life. Don't worry. <laughs> I understand. All right. So who do you think won episode three, the first one that we watched? Like if you had to pick one. Momo. Momo wins because he gets oh. to go with everyone. We didn't talk about Momo and how freaking cute that thing is. It's like a half monkey half bunny i don't know what it is (laughs) but it's cute yeah he wins because you know of course sokka is trying to hunt him like that is a little battle and sokka uh in the end it's fed by momo so i don't know again he exemplifies great character he is so adorable and he now gets to travel along with the gang I was gonna say Katara because she was just like picking stuff up as fast as it was getting thrown at them like she saw the statues and she was like these must be avatars these are your past lives and then you know when their eyes lit up she's like oh my god Aang must be in trouble like she just kind of just knew she was just like on it and then when she saw Aang she was she knew exactly what to do that weird Oedipus complex energy but it helped and yeah. <laughs> and then she sewed up Sokka's pants and called him an idiot for that was being sexist. I don't, I, amazing. I don't know who won. Um, I'm not good at this game. I want to say the Avatar, but I'm just like such a fan. <laughs> That's okay. Of, of That's okay. Right yeah. Don't feel guilty for saying Avatar wins because. He does, like, so much. I mean, I'm just still stuck on how he opened the air temple when it seemed like no one had opened that thing in, like, a hundred years since there were inhabitants, you know? But I don't know. But I like y'all's perspective, and I could see how um, Katara or the cute monkey bunny won. (laughs) I want one. I want a domesticated version of that and um, the sky bison for sure. (laughs) All right, cool. And I'm going to say Zuko won the second episode because um, even though he got his butt beat, he still beat that commander and like actually showed some honor to his uncle. And that, you know, fair. it's just the baby steps. It's the small victories, you know? I can mm-hmm. see that. And he did kind of burn down the city a little bit. So there is a lot of power play there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> True that, yeah. Mm. All right, fellow showbenders. Are we ready to call it a night? Yeah, we we're here. It's it's late for us, so it's it's time for sleepies. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. Yeah. See. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Airbender Showbender. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, or whatever it is you have to do on whatever platform you're listening on to show us some support. 
We'll be back with more episodes, so we'll see you then.